0: What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? Welcome back to Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, your place for the Raw and Unscripted Show with yours truly, Christopher Roush, your No Excuses Coach. And you're at your place where I help you overcome your self created crap without the self help fluffy bullshit. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? Whether you're here live or on the replay, thank you, thank you, thank you for being here and supporting the Raw and Unscripted Show and Christopher Roush. Appreciate you guys so much. Um, We would appreciate you guys watching on the live cast or actually listening to us on the audio podcast. And for those of you guys who did not know we were on audio podcast you guys can check it out in the show notes where you can get it on itunes also spotify iHeartRadio, anywhere podcast or soul we would love for you to go there and subscribe to us that way you can go back and look at, listen to all the episodes you might have missed along your journey of discovering who christopher roush is and what raw and unscripted is all about ladies and gentlemen we are on show number 213 213 today, man. We've done 213 amazing episodes here, mostly with guests who have shared their heart and soul, their journey of what it takes to be successful, what it takes to have and to live an authentic, kick ass, unstoppable life. Uh, we would love for you guys to guys go back and check out some of those shows because there are some amazing content in there. And also, you guys can check it out on the YouTube channel as well, youtube.com forward slash Christopher Rausch. Go there, check out my walk of talks and everything else. But here's what is really most important for right now it's just youandmekid.com. Those guys have been living under a rock and haven't been following the show. Yours truly is writing a book about my life my life of being a seventh grade homeless dropout who lived in the backseat of a station wagon with 18 cats and four dogs. Holy crap. For four years of my life, it is going to be contained in a manuscript called it's just you and me kid. And for those of you who want the book, and for those of you guys who want a bunch of extras with the book, if those of you guys who want the, the book, when it first comes out, all you have to do is go to it's just you and me It's just you and me Go there, check it out. You get a bunch of extras for helping me make it a number one bestseller you go on there put your name and your email in there and we'll send you some uh emails and let you know when the book goes live when you can buy it on that first day and help me make it a number one bestseller plus like i said get a bunch of extras we're going to be giving you guys stories and pictures that are not going to be able to make it in the book we're going to be having a live q a session after about a month after the book is released so you guys can ask me all sorts of questions say hey chris whatever happened here and what'd you do here and whatever happened to this person what did you think about this and how did you get through that I know for me personally whenever i read an autobiography i always have a ton of questions that i'd love to go back and ask that person that maybe they didn't write in the book like so whatever happened to the rest of that story whatever happened to this person what do you think about that so i want to offer you guys that opportunity to ask me those questions as well uh, plus there's all sorts of other extras there potential coaching sessions with me all sorts of other things go to it's just kid.com. i would appreciate it just put in your name and your email and you'll get some notifications once the book is going to come out probably around September, October at this point. uh, It's been a labor of love. I've learned a lot about myself. I've learned a lot about life. I've learned a lot about forgiveness. I've learned a lot about empathy. And I've learned a lot about the fact that each and every obstacle, each and every setback, each and every mistake, each and every failure is happening for a reason. We're here to learn lessons, ladies and gentlemen. And the sooner we realize that we're here to learn lessons and the sooner we get excited about learning those lessons and we don't run away from those lessons, the sooner you can have an amazing life, the sooner you can live authentically, the sooner you can live congruently. You gotta let go of those old beliefs. You gotta let go of a lot of the stuff that your ego is tied to that you believe will make you happy someday when you get it. Now, what about this? What about this? What about if you live life now and you enjoy the moments now? And then when you have those other things happen in your life, those are icing on the cake. Those are bonuses. Those are extras for all the hard work that you went through and that you did. Because for those of you guys who are running away from your issues and your problems, I can guarantee you this, they will continue to follow you. They will continue to to show their head and they will continue to offer you that opportunity to learn that lesson. And until you learn that lesson, chances are it's gonna keep coming back. So here's the thing I've learned in my life with all the mistakes, all the failures, all the down times, all the times I wanted to quit and give up everything was happening to prepare me for what is happening right now i would not be here doing this podcast had i not gone through all of those experiences i probably wouldn't be here today if i had not gone through all those experiences i might be somewhere else so that's what this show is all about that's what these conversations are about here on the Ron and scripted show they're raw and scripted for a particular reason because that's who we are at the end of the day we're not scripted people we're not people that are going to sit there and and be so programmed that we're trying to figure out everything that we're going to say and do in order to make that other person happy because that's what I did. And guess what? At the end of the day, I wasn't happy. I wasn't fulfilled. I was successful, but I was not happy and fulfilled. And that's what I want for you guys. I want you guys to be happy, successful, fulfilled. So that you're at a point where you want to go spread that out to other people and that together we can make this world an amazing place. Are you with me? Are you with me? All right, so let's just jump right into it. So tonight we have an amazing show. We have a cool show. I encourage you to take notes. I encourage you to ask questions as we go along in this particular journey. I have two of my favorite people. It's 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 really an honor for me to be able to sit there and have these conversations with people. But tonight I get to have two of my favorite brothers on the show. I got Mr. Walt McKinley with me and I got Mr. Brocus uh two fan favorites of the show. What's up, gentlemen? Thank you for being here with me tonight.
1: It's awesome. You know, I wanted to just start with the, that, that intro music. Is, is phenomenal don't you think well it's freaking brilliant but there's something oh, me tells up. me that something tells me when it says it's going to be raw kick-ass unstoppable comedy because you know that this is just going to go wrong from start to finish <laughs> when we think <three> it together <laughs> it's all uh, gonna go right. it's all
2: going to go on plan it's like larry curly and mo sometimes <laughs> you know hey you know chris i love it because you know you talked about 213 episodes and yeah. Uh, you know, having a podcast myself now that's it, only on episode 19, the amount of just grit and resilience and discipline it takes to get mm-hmm. to 213 episodes is super admirable, bro. And it just shows your heart for service. So I just kudos to you and congratulations Absolutely. for 213 episodes. I Thank mean, you. if you look at it, what you do one a week. <laughs> and so how many years is that total? I mean, it's years. Total. Yeah, it's been, I started it Four, uh,
0: January of 2019.
1: Yeah. Right. So and he hasn't. Yeah, and that's the thing; he hasn't stopped. There's like, you know, mm-hmm. we are doing ours and going. Oh God, I was thinking today. I'm like, Oh God, I'm a week behind again. I haven't recorded another one, and I'm like, <laughs> and Chris is like, Yeah, I'm on the button. I'm there. I'm every yeah, week. I'm yeah, there, yeah. and I'm like, Dude, you're making us look like <laughs> well, terrible. Well, what, you gotta, what you got
0: what you got to do, what you got, and thank you for that, guys. I appreciate that. What you got to do is start doing seasons of your show. That way, you don't have to. You can record them all in advance and then just have them play once a week and then be on the front side of it that's what Mm -hmm. i'm doing with the unfiltered experience scott and i have been recording those shows ahead of time yeah and then next friday or this friday actually we're going to do a live show and what we're going to do is recap all of the interviews that we did we did about eight interviews already and so we're going to do a special little recap i'm going to show some highlights of some of those interviews and we're going to kind of set the stage for what's going to follow in the season and then we're going to take about a month off and then we're going to come back and do season two so we've done that show now for a hundred and some odd shows i think that Mm -hmm. one hasn't missed a beat either we've done some replays plays on there but um i think what are we on we are on show number for that one that one is on show number 119 so we've been doing that show which is friday night at 5 p.m we've been doing that show 119 episodes we've had a couple of replays in there and not only that guys that was started during COVID when it was called friday night live beforehand so we've done another probably Mm. about another 60 or 70 shows of that okay incarnation and then we switched it to the unfiltered experience when we decided to take it serious and, and not just do it during COVID.
1: love it love so it, it. And, dedication, dedication. it dedication dedication just think about if you have impacted only just one person on each episode i mean yeah. dude you know that you've impacted mm-hmm. a hell of a lot more than mm-hmm. that but i mean that is that that is making foot footprints in the airwaves man yeah yeah for sure
0: well i got amazing people like you guys in my life supporting me and pushing me into to do those things and one of my first questions for both of you is thinking about the fact that it's nearly June 1st. I can't even believe it. Like nearly half of the year has already gone by. We all start off at the beginning of the year thinking, oh, I'm gonna get this done and I'm gonna be like this and I'm gonna get this done. And all of a sudden we're at the middle of the year. My question to both of you guys is thinking about your life, especially over the last couple of years with the pandemic and everything else, what are some lessons that you have learned over the last couple of years, and maybe what is a lesson that you're learning this year? What do you think your big lesson is that you're learning this year? Because I know I've got a couple of them that I can share as well, but I want to talk about those lessons that we're learning and the ways that we're overcoming them and ways we're going to become successful them mm-hmm. for the listeners and the viewers of the program.
2: Man, look, I mean, it's, this last two years have been filled with lessons for me, and you guys know this firsthand. Yeah. I, I think about April, I think it was April 11th of 2021. We, had, we were pretty deep in the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I'm working my tail off. I mean, 12, 14 hours a day where a lot of people struggled because they were struggling to make rent or pay bills because they got let go or their hours got downsized. Mm-hmm. My work quadrupled um, as an executive for the company I worked in. I had, But I had less people. And so we went from, at the time, so I worked for a payroll provider, and so we had clients calling in. We went from a day where we had three or four minutes calls in queue being like a heavy day to six hours. Whoa. So,
1: Six Holy hours. Shit. I mean, it was
2: no. great. And so imagine how pissed off the client is. It's trying to run payroll for their company when they finally get to somebody four to six hours later. And I mean, I was just working myself to literal exhaustion and I had uh, a breakdown. And I think COVID did this for a lot of people. And and mm. I, I think you guys would agree with me. Mm. It was an opportunity to just reevaluate what's important. A lot of people realized they were disposable to the companies that they worked for. And at the end of the day, we're trading time for money and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just the reality of what it is. But I think for me, it just showed me that if I really wanted to ever step into my purpose at that time at 44, it was time to make a decision, stop being worried about the things that I can't control, have the courage to go out and do what I had wanted to do for 26 years, which was be a a, um, Mm -hmm. professional speaker and write my memoir, which my wife had been like on me for a decade to write. And then making the decision to go for it and then attack it with tenacity. And so for me, that's what I did. Now, the lesson I continue to have Come to on. teach myself, <laughs> the lesson I continue <laughs> to have to teach myself is patience and realizing that it's not in my timing. For me, yeah. it's in God's timing. And for mm-hmm. me, that's still a difficult lesson for me to learn. Everybody on the outside looking in feels like I've had all this success in a very short period of time. But for me, it's like not enough. And then the, the, the inner angst drives me. And, you know, and, and then it's like a vice grip and boa constrictor. And I'm frustrated and I'm tense when I'm doing amazing things. Like coming mm-hmm. back from the speaking event in New York last week. Then a couple of days later, I'm like, okay, what's next? And, oh, and, and sometimes <laughs> you just have to take a damn breath yep. and realize everything will happen in, the, it happen in the timing it's supposed to happen. Your job in that is to take action and steps and necessary to move that forward. So when the timing is right, everything comes together. And I'm still learning that lesson, um, even though I took the opportunity to create a life by design that I've always dreamt of in the last two years. That
0: lesson of patience is probably something that I'll be learning for a long time. Mm-hmm. I love that, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about that in a second. What about you, Mr. Brokus? What's oh, uh, I- well, some of the lessons you've learned and what do you think your big lesson right now is that you're learning, Mr. PhD guy?
1: <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I've got four like years. I only found out the other day that the master's is only two years. So I've got that. To, I'm actually going to go quicker than I thought. Um, so I, I love everything that Walt said, and definitely patience for me is is certainly a virtue I need to learn. But I, you know, you know me, guys. I always like to start with a little bit of coming from a different angle. So um, I tell you a little story. Tell me a little story. About, a, a little, little story. Bit. story. Little so yesterday, yesterday, I was out walking. And, and you sit, you know, I contemplate a lot. I sit outside. I, I love my bonsai trees, as you know. I don't have, I don't have any kids, but I have bonsais. Um, so I, I contemplate a lot in life. And like everybody, I have my struggles. I have my fears. I have my anxieties. We've all gone through life, that way. But I was out walking yesterday. And, it, you know, I was walking around. This is quite a, quite a long park. And I happened to catch the eye of a family and they were a, a foreign family. They must have, could have been Spanish, Mexicans, whatever it was, but I could immediately feel their fear in them. Mm. And I could immediately feel in them being apprehensive because here's this big mm. guy coming, you know, I, I'm a big guy. I'm you know six foot one, built a brick shit house. And, um, and i got short hair. And as I was getting closer, I could feel the intrepidation in them. Mm. And I caught that. I caught the guy's eye. And almost felt now you know how very intuitive I am. I, yeah. I I could feel I could feel his pain and his suffering. And I looked into his eye and I smiled. And you know, one thing I said in my heart from his heart to his heart is, you know what, everybody in this world is just looking for happiness. They just mm-hmm. want to be happy. And too too much are we always looking outside of ourselves. True. And just the very fact that I could smile at him and make him feel good make him feel that he was accepted because let's face it guys i mean so many people are not accepted in this world whether you're you're gay straight black white mm-hmm. red it just they're not accepted and no matter who you are even when i was in the military i was the only scotsman in my, in my regiment and so there was a little bit of uh, non-acceptance here as well being the only guy in a, a kind of in an english detachment but when I felt him, when I felt it, and I, I could feel that he felt as if he was judged, I could feel in his, his heart that he'd just been judged for years and years and years and, and, and he was holding back everything. But in that moment, that I could connect with him, I think that's one of the greatest lessons. You've always heard me say, guys, that we're always, we're, we're, everybody's interconnected. We're interconnected mm-hmm. with everything and anything. And mm-hmm. that great thing that Chris says often we're, we're, we're more the same than we are different. Yeah, you can see it, but when you feel it, it's different when you feel it in someone and you realize that, hey, I am you and you're me and I feel you and I see you. So for me, the greatest lesson I learn is the lesson I learn every single day and it changes and it can change from acceptance. It can change from forgiveness. It can change to, to anything. Transformation. So Mm -hmm. I I won't say that I've learned any particular lesson. I'll say that I'm open to learning every lesson differently every single day that makes me a better person and makes me able to be more accepting and more gracious and more compassionate with those that stand in front of me and see them on my level to extend my hand to them as an equal. Mm. That's my greatest lesson.
0: I love that. I love that. I love both of your shares, and I'm gonna I'm gonna dovetail off of both of them here in a second. Um, I I think patience obviously is one of the things that's coming up here quite a bit. Walt and I are thinking about the same thing, and we we're on the similar journey. Journey. We both left corporate. I left corporate in November of 2019. Uh, they invited me to leave, and I said thank you very much. They gave me a nice package, and I said good luck. I wish you all the best. Mm-hmm. In that time, since that ha- has happened in November 2019, my biggest learning lesson really has been patience. Number one is patience. Mm -hmm. Number two is surrender. So patience and surrender kind of the same, kind of the same thing, but not necessarily the same thing. So patience, I love what you were talking about, Walt, in in learning that, you know, for me thinking about patience is the first thing that I had, I want to talk about how we deal with patience and, and what are some of the contributing factors to that. For me, I think about patience Immediately preceding that feels like overwhelm. So whenever mm-hmm. I have a, a sense of overwhelm, then I'm just sensing that I need that patience. So mm-hmm. when I think about overwhelm, I think about expectations. I think about, I have unrealistic expectations, or maybe my my expectations haven't been communicated or mm-hmm. validated. Mm-hmm. So I'm going out based on my expectations. And so I'm, I'm anxious, I'm overwhelmed, I'm, I'm nervous, I'm impatient. And so mm-hmm. what we need to do is we need to figure out what are some of the steps of eliminating some of that overwhelm and really picking apart how do we identify what is most important guys because i think people out there sit there and they think mm-hmm. well that's important that's important that's important that's important i got to do this 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 and i know for me and working with my coaching clients one of the big things that we look at is what we're tolerating because oftentimes we don't we don't think about that toleration oh that's just that it's just that it's just that little thing it's just that little thing it's just that little thing but when we when i take when i break it down with my my coaching clients when we add it all together they're big things they're real big things that we're tolerating. So we work on that. What do you guys do for your life? And thinking about that overwhelm, how do you prioritize what's most important to you?
2: Yeah, I think first it's, it's like you said, it's having the self-awareness to say, okay, why? Like I'm feeling overwhelmed. Why? For me, when I'm tired, I can get crabby. When I'm hungry, I can get crabby. You know, I, like I said, I just came back from New York and you guys know this. I just came back from New York this week. I talked to two teen centers um, and a child advocacy center. And it was beautiful. It was so amazing. I had these mm. life-changing moments for me in there, like serving this community of people that I served and I come back and I'm feeling like this angst, like, okay, let it's the consistency. I got to build the next thing. I got to build the next thing. And I had to genuinely really take a step back and say, one, I was tired cause we had traveled a lot and it was, you know, mm. and then all of us kind of got sick, um, right after we came back. And I kind of just lost the gratitude for the moment. So I think for me, one of the things that I really focus on mm. is gratitude in the moment mm-hmm. and being able to say like, man, look at these things that happened over the course of this week. And by the way, we got to go to Niagara Falls, my wife and I, and check um, uh, some, you know, something off our bucket list. And then we went to Toronto and we visited with a bunch of friends that you guys all know there yeah, too. yeah. yeah, yeah for yeah. the first time, some of them for the first time in person, some of them for the second time all while serving in the purpose that I've always dreamt about serving in. And I lost the gratitude in the moment thinking about the next thing, expecting that I needed to have something else to happen. And so for me, I think there's so much, we talked about expectations. There's so much negativity and fear and anxiety and stress that's derived from expectations, whether it's your relationships or the -hmm. ones on yourself or the ones you have of other people or the way you think things should go. And I talk about this a lot. We, we tend to not be in gratitude for the four things good that, that have happened and really pissed about the one thing you expected to happen that didn't. So you yeah. could have almost every expectation mm. met and it doesn't happen. And now you're upset about the one thing, the one thing, by the way, that 99.999 out of 100 times is out of your control anyway. And you're not, and then and then you move away from the gratitude moment, you're angry, and then you bring in negativity into your life. So then you're in this crazy spin cycle of negativity, when if you can just stay in gratitude and say, man, I can't believe how many amazing things happen. Now, how can I replicate that? How can I continue to make a difference in this way? By staying in gratitude, you just attract this positive things and you attract the next week in engagement, you attract the next thing. Mm-hmm. And I think for people like us, sometimes that really stay in service. Like the service component matters. The money is a cherry on top and it allows me to stay in and and continue to do what I do. The service component and the impact and the ripple effect of that impact. It's like, you want that so bad for other people because you've lived in that pit of despair and you know mm-hmm. what can happen when you get out of it. That sometimes you, it, the, the patience is so tough to hang on to because you, you know, what people can gain from these moments and, and and you want it so bad from them, but it's all in their timing too, just like it is in yours. So for me, stay in gratitude, just appreciate the way things are going, even if they're not going great, because you're learning lessons, um, that's going to make you more powerful in the future. And then continue to take the next step that you need to take. Mm-hmm. Love it. What about you, Mr. Brokus?
1: Oh, I'm going to carry on from that side of things. Cause you, you know, you've heard me say many times that, um, expectation is a root, basically basic root of all suffering because yep, we create yep, yep. our own suffering, and, and all suffering is in the mind. We create it ourselves. But I, I want to dovetail off of my brother there because I want to talk a little bit more about gratitude. One of the reasons that we can't be patient is because we actually don't understand gratitude. We can have an attitude of gratitude, and we can take it on a surface level. But let's go a bit deeper because most people will say, I want to, help. I want to be you know gratuitous for this. I want to be thankful, right? I want to praise God that I got this, right? How many times do we really go into the story of the gratitude? How many times do we really go deeper into the gratitude? Just as an example, right? And you, you have food that's on your plate. Right. And you say, I'm thankful for this. What are you thankful for? right? Are you thankful that God gave you it? Or are you thankful for maybe the animal that gave up their life for that. Are you thankful for the farmer that brought the animal up? Are you thankful for the child that his wife bore that then became the farmer? Are you thankful for the person that picked the tea or the coffee bean? Let's go into the story of gratitude because so many people talk about an attitude of gratitude and don't understand it.
0: Yeah, surface level.
1: It's a surface level. And the reason why we can't be patient is because we don't understand the depth of gratitude mm-hmm. and how much there's a divine power in that. And yeah. so I would say to people, don't just say, I feel gratuitous. I would say to them, don't just say, I've got an attitude of gratitude. Let's just go really in that story. You know, when, when I teach students all the time, I tell them, let's go into the story. What are you thankful for? Let's go deeper and let's go deeper. I want to go deeper. Start to build up a complete story of the life cycle of that gratitude from the seed from perception to conception, then you really feel gratitude.
2: And don't you guys think, let me ask you guys this, because for yeah. me, I know it's true when I'm really in gratitude, genuinely in gratitude. Mm. When, when I was in New York, there was a teenage girl. We walk, I, I walk in this room and it's foster kids that I'm speaking mm. to. I just volunteered some time to do that one there. She's got her hoodie on over her head and she's got her hands in her hoodie and she's looking down and, um, you know, I was like, Hey, I'm Walt. Like, you mind if I shake your hand? And she goes, no. So I'm thinking, no, I don't mind if you shake my hand. So I stuck my hand out. She, she sticks her hand in her pockets more. And she looks up and she goes, I said no. And puts her head back down. And I thought challenge accepted. <laughs> <You> know, cause, <laughs> Cause I, I lived she there. Right? I, I, me... I, feel, I feel that pain, you know, mm-hmm. by the time we were done, she took her hoodie off. She pulled her sleeve up. She put her hand out. And I said, I can shake your hand now. And she goes, Yes. She looked me right in the eye and shook, shook my hand. And I thought about the impact that that ripple effect could potentially have for this young teenage girl who's been, went through so much abuse. Maybe, maybe, maybe I will, maybe I won't. Maybe that little bit of mm-hmm. her seeing a man be a positive example and come out of the places that I did to do what I'm doing now would empower her and give her power in her own story mm-hmm. where she doesn't live in this anger. When you can get, like you said, Jock, that's the mm. root, man. Like when you can get to that level of gratitude with stuff. And to me, I had amazing moments over three days of speaking. That was the moment. I, I don't, it's, 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 that's the moment for me this weekend or this yeah. last week. That was it. When I look at it, like the one moment where I'm like, wow,
1: this but is, you know, what? behind that though. Walt. behind that though is, is, is something that it's the intent the intention. Your intention yeah, right. wasn't, your intention dude, wasn't to wow them, right? I've always, you know, and, I and we, we, it's, it's the greatest gift that you can give humanity is the gift of service. Yes, you talk about the cherry on top, but you, you hear Chris talks about all the things, intentionality, right? What's your intention behind Yeah, you? Your intention was to create impact. Your intention mm-hmm. wasn't for your ego. You weren't serving your ego. Mm-hmm. And so because Correct. your intention was not to serve the ego your intention was to serve humanity that's why it came back to you because well, that's the, divine law
2: the intention was to give them the belief
1: yeah. that
2: where they start from in life doesn't have to be where they finish and yeah. so and when you could be like you said jock that's that like layered yeah. gratitude level that you get to there's not an ounce of me that could be upset about nothing no. in my life when i'm in that kind of gratitude and i don't know chris how you feel mm-hmm. about that too because I mean, that's like a different level of gratitude. That's not like, oh, I got, I got this. yay, I got this. Yay. right. Mm-hmm. right. I'm, I'm in gratitude. No, that's bullshit. Like yeah. dig a little deeper like Jock was talking about. Yeah. And when you're deep in gratitude like that, man, mm-hmm. there's just a feeling and a joy that comes over you and a happiness that comes over you that you're going to rob yourself from if you don't take a second and mm-hmm. live there for a minute.
0: so true. It's so true. And what you guys are talking about, like the fact that you brought up intentionality, uh, Jock, because when I was sitting there thinking about what you guys were talking about, I wrote down focus and I wrote down intention and thinking (sighs) about what you were saying, uh, Walt, you know, about missing the forest for the trees and thinking like, okay, I'm tired and I got to come back here and I got to do this. Mm. I got to do this. Where's the next win? And then we realized like, wait a minute, what am I focusing on? Am I focusing? Let me, let me just spend a minute and enjoy what I just experienced. Let me just go back and just feel about, okay, what was the biggest part that, that happened for me? was connecting using my words and my actions and my voice Mm. to connect with another human soul that I know potentially could really last and leave an imprint in that person. And God knows how many more people that person's going to impact. For, I mean, yeah. that's, I mean, that's why we're all friends. That's why we're all running the same circles. Cause we all feel that same way. Yeah. I know for me that whether I'm speaking on stage or speaking on it to a coaching client or whoever I'm speaking to. And if I say something in such a way that they go, oh, you know, I never thought about that. Like when I talk about tolerations and I sit that when I get people to walk through that exercise, 99% of people go back and go, wow, Chris, I didn't realize I was tolerating that much. And I'm like, just imagine how different life would be if you'd stop tolerating a third of those things, how much different your life would be? How much different would you be if you focused on that? And you mm-hmm. let some of those old emotions and feelings and, and negativity about what other people said about you, you let those go away and you start focusing really on that impact because uh I recently something I started doing. You guys know I've, I've i always say hi to people and I say hi. And I'm like you said, yeah. Jock, I'm a rough looking dude, especially when I'm wearing a sleeveless <laughs> shirt and I'm walking down the road with a hundred and twenty-pound Doberman. Right. Yeah, you just need to walk,
1: yeah. you just need to watch, need to watch, watch his walk and talks, guys. You know, you can see I'm like I
0: say hi to people and they like, sometimes look at me or whatever. Well, here's something that I did the other day. We went to Disneyland last Thursday. <laughs> I took my son there for for graduating kindergarten, right? Back in the old days, we didn't graduate until we graduated from high school, but everybody Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. So we take him to Disneyland and I decide, you know, I'm not just going to say hi today. And I'm very intentional about this. I'm like, what yeah. can I do today? That's going to set another example for my son to see me doing something. Yeah. And so I said, I'm just going to pick five people throughout the day. I started with five and I said, I'm just going to say something nice about them like whether that's a ball cap or a shirt or mm-hmm. their laugh or something, I'm going to find something specific to say to a stranger that somehow can lift them up. And so I just started. I, just, I start, started seeing people with with funny sayings on their shirts or whatever. And I started, Oh, that's like, I saw a war veteran. He had his, he had his uh, his cap all decorated with his medals mm-hmm. and everything. Oh, yeah. And I walked to him. I said, sir, can I just stop you for a second? He goes, yeah. And he's looking at me like, well, what am I going to ask you? And I get chills when I think about this. I said, thank you so much. I said, I see you served and you've been decorated from, from war. Thank you so much. Thank you so much yeah. for your bravery, for your for your sacrifice, for everything. I just wanted to stop and say thank you. And I really love how you've decorated your hat. This guy was like, he was walking like this, like Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: I left him day like just day. like glowing. And, and i did, yeah. and I did that to another lady. I did that to a lady with a shirt. I'm like, oh my God, that's such a beautiful shirt. I love the colors in that. You know, just from it was so cool to see. And so my my son. But was have you watching. noticed,
1: though, Chris? Have you noticed how how and this is sad. People are shocked that you're doing that because oh, yeah. they were they are literally it's, like it's not normal. Somebody but it, said and it nice should to be me. normal. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't, don't even know how did, how did know. you
0: feel? How did you feel seeing their reaction? Oh, I loved it. I was like, Oh God, I didn't have to say more than 20 words. And I just made that person's day where there's like, hi, Oh, Hey, excuse me. Oh. And just saying something very intentional. Like, yeah. Oh wow. I really love that. Oh, I, I heard this yeah. one lady laughing. We were standing in line for space mountain. And I said, I just got to tell you, I love your laugh. I said, I'm standing over here facing this way. And she was behind me. And I said, I'm standing over here giggling, listening to your laugh. So thank you for having such an infectious laugh. She goes, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. And I said, no, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm thanking you. I'm th- like, was like, ah, I mean, she was uh, you know, laughing with her whole spirit. i
1: going, shut up, shut up. Yeah, she was
0: laughing with her whole spirit. I mean, sometimes I know my wife does that. I get annoyed by her sometimes. I'm like, can you laugh a little less abrasively? You know, but oh, Lord. you know, at the end of the day, you know, that's the thing, guys, is, is what we're saying here to, to everybody watching and listening, that gratitude, taking that gratitude to, it, to the yeah. next step, Jock. I love that. And to the point, I did this for myself, uh, I don't know, probably about six or eight months ago, maybe a year, I don't know, about a time is I said, I said I, when I wake up in the morning, you guys heard me, I talk about the fact that I talk about gratitude first before my eyes open, then I set the intentions for the day. Mm-hmm. Well, one time I said, I'm grateful for my bed. And then I stopped and I said, I'm grateful for the people who moved my bed. Yeah. I'm grateful for the people who built my bed. I'm grateful for the marketing company that marketed so great that I got this bed that I feel good. And I just started that, to your point, I just started going down the rabbit hole. I'm thankful for, for the tree that grew the cotton. Yeah. I'm thankful for the people that picked the cotton. I'm thankful for the people who... And it was like, there's so many people just to get this bed here. And to your point, guys, we said, oh yeah, I'm grateful, but what's next? What's next? And I, and I think about this when we're kids, right? I watched my son this Christmas opening up presents and I'm very, I'm very particular about uh, uh, manners. And so after you open it, thank you very much for the present. Thank the, you. know, don't be all open the present. Like what's next. And he did that. And he went through all these, mm-hmm. we had a, my wife went crazy, bought him all sorts of stuff. I had, it probably had a bigger Christmas than I had all my my, my childhood. And he's opening them. And he's not saying thank you. I'm like, Jackson, Jackson, just wait, just enjoy the present for a moment. You'll see what you got. You know, that's money spent. That was a, that was very, Oh, okay, dad. I didn't think about that. You know, he's just kind of going on in the moment. So I love that we're talking about this and to your point, Walt, you know, talk to us about how, how it is that we get, we feel like being tired or being overwhelmed or having so much on our plate is like a badge of honor. And I know you, you had a lot of stuff on your plate. You had a lot of responsibilities. Talk to us about letting go of that as part of our identity. Because I know for me, when I was in corporate, I had all these responsibilities and I felt very important, but I never realized how much of my identity was wrapped up into the things that I did. I was responsible for there. Oh, I was responsible for, you know, $10 million budgets, blah, blah, blah whatever.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Talk to us about that. How do, how do we like disconnect from our ego and realize we don't have to take on so much to live a fulfilled life?
2: Yeah, I think it's where, first of all, you got to realize where you're putting your priorities at, right? And, and where your ego's steering you. Is it the, the adulation and, and the clapping for people or, that they're doing outside of your home?
0: Yeah.
2: I think sometimes we need to turn in and realize the core of who we are as human beings starts with us. But then the immediate family is the next piece of that. And for me, growing up the way that I did with so much trauma and chaos and abuse, man, as an adult, I was Captain Resilience. If there was a superhero that was resilience, that was me. It didn't matter what was going on. Nobody could shut me down. Mm-hmm. Even now, I just, I just go. I I have so much success because I just don't stop. I have the self-doubt and limiting beliefs and I, I struggle with my confidence sometimes and all those things. I just don't care enough to stop me from doing it the next step. Right. But, you know, I think about corporate America and, and, and how hard I was working for the sake of resilience at that point for trying to get a promotion. Because for me, promotion meant more money. The more money I make, the further I get away from my childhood, the greater legacy I leave for my family, the more my daughters can stand on my shoulders and reach the next rung to continue to change the whole legacy of where I started from. So I think for most people, a lot of those things, when they peel the initial layer back, it goes deeper. Most things, it's all programming from childhood. Mm -hmm. It's all programming from childhood. And so for me, it was really just—I I had to have a nervous breakdown. Really, is what it was. Yeah, because did. I wasn't going to stop, and and I had lost my voice for three months. I mean, it was like really, like I sounded like a WWF warrior, uh, a wrestler, right? <laughs> right. And I remember cage. standing up in front of you know the Philippines was online, India, and we're it's like 500 people on this big meeting, right? And I'm kicking off our year end which is like payrolls and taxes and all that stuff at the year end, which is our busiest season. And I'm like, you know, the greatest teams are born through the fire and the champion. And I'm like getting them hyped up. And they loved it, right? And it, it sounded even cooler really with my voice, but I was exhausted. Right. I literally didn't even have a voice because my ass reflux. I had gained weight. Physically, I was out of shape. Um, I, I wasn't like really mm. investing into my family how I should. I, I was trying to be this leader at work and I was giving everything I had, but I had nothing. And for me, I literally, I was negative on the tank. You know, I wasn't even, I wasn't even at zero. I was negative on the tank and, you know, like stealing from one area of my life to fill the tank, to just make it through the day over here, Mm -hmm. all for the sake of resilience, all for the sake of like, cause I can do it. And it took me being brought to my knees and it took me two months of not having clear faculties for me to get a grip on what was important there's so many people, especially men, living out there in quiet desperation, living out there and there's a new song, What I just it just can't think it. what it is to be a man, I think is what it's called. Hmm. And it's like the dad's sitting in the driveway. I almost get emotional thinking about this song. The dad's sitting in the driveway and he just sits there for a minute. He's taking a breath after work, like he works his blue collar job and he, he comes and he's sad and then he comes in and he sees his kid and it's like oh hey you know and he sees his wife and then next thing you know he's going to pour a drink and he's sitting by himself yeah. and there's so many people out there suffering for the sake of being resilient mm-hmm. for the sake of for the fear of being vulnerable for the fear of being judged and living in that quiet desperation where they're losing sight of who they were you could have asked me and i asked people that worked for me that i saw working their tail off what do you like to do for fun and when do you have that planned they said, I don't even know what I like to do for fun anymore. I didn't yep. know what I liked it. I didn't fish anymore. I didn't go off-roading anymore. I didn't do anything I enjoyed. I just worked 12 to 14 hours a day, tried to rest when I could. I tried to go to the gym at 5.30 a.m. if I could, if I had the energy to do it. So I'm trying to get in shape, lose weight. I'm trying to like be this corporate executive and do this at a really high level because there's a promotion on the line for me. I'm trying to like be the best father I can. I'm trying to be the best husband I can. I'm trying to yeah. go to sporting events. I'm trying to do, and I'm being nothing to me and I'm showing up half-ass to mm. everything around me. And so mm. I have learned the value of self-care, which as a 20 year veteran, I was like self-care, whatever, mm. bro. Like for self-care <laughs> with that shit, get that out of here. Right. Yeah, it's time for self-care. Mm. That's for women.
0: And, 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 I, and I
2: don't, I don't say that misogynistic by the way, mm. but that's what I felt like. Dudes don't do no self-care. second suck right. it bro keep it moving. Yep. And I realized the value of self-care. And really, if you feel like if men listening, just call it maintenance, bro. Like do your maintenance on yourself. And when you do yeah. that, you can show up as a best husband and father and employee and boss and whatever it is in your life, because you're making sure you show up as the best version of yourself for you first. You have, that's to. that's critical. That's yeah. critical.
0: How do we learn that lesson, guys? I mean, seriously, how do we teach people this lesson? Because it's so massively important. The fact that we don't know, we don't know, we're inundated in that in that, in that paradigm, really. And sadly, it, caught, it, it often takes us crashing. Like I know for me, I know the reason why I got let go from corporate is because I was so burned out and I was doing so much. And I, Chris, can you take this on? Can you take this on? And I went from being the most amazing guy that could keep 13 plates spinning in the world. Oh, let's give Chris a 14th plate. Oh yeah, he could do it. 14th plate crash 13th plate crash 12th plate cl- they all start crashing oh what the hell's <laughs> wrong with him oh something's wrong with him oh we got to get rid of him when we sit there and, and we allow this to happen what can we do to help inspire people to think differently about that what do you think jock
1: i tell a little parable. a little parable yeah. that i a little potable that i wrote a while ago uh about a warrior it just sounds
2: cooler because
1: your accent He's got the accent like a yeah. little heat oh, like <laughs> um so do a a it. Say it in your country accent. that's right
0: you, you got to do it in your country accent that's fucking scary. you're right <laughs> wald i think about when i want to laugh i think about and i've done that in my family my family loves scottish like, like from scotland and i'm like you should hear my friend jock go he goes from sounding like shrek to going hey how are you doing <laughs> That's pretty I'm, good. I'm, I'm, I'm John. <laughs> I swear to God, I haven't recorded in my brain. It's so funny. Yeah, there's a pulse, what?
1: <laughs> So okay, there wait. I was sitting. <laughs> okay, back to the seriousness now. Um, uh, no, seriously. Um, so I wrote a parable a while ago. A parable about a a warrior, a warrior who was a knight, and he was trying to practice with his sword. He was trying to cut an effigy of a body to cut straight through it. But every time he tried to, to cut it, he just couldn't. He couldn't go through it. And he kept on practicing to get better. Kept on practicing and practicing and practicing until he heard an old man and the old man, like an old wizard, an old Gandalf, had said that you're separated. You're distant. You need to become one where you practice. And so when you become one with your practice, that is when you when you can drop all the expectations and the illusions. It means that then there becomes no separation. That's one of the things I think is important for us to, re, to realize to deal with anything, is that we've got to stop practicing a skill, and we've got to start practicing at being one. And part of that practicing as a man is being able to admit when you need help. And the strongest warrior is the one who turns around and asks to be taught or who asks for help, as the knight did, turned around to the old man and said, teach me. That's what we need to do. We need to be open and realize that it's more a strength for us to to ask for assistance, to be able to become one with our practice. Because if we can't, we will always create distance and if we create distance, we create suffering. And that suffering is in the mind. And that means that we just go th- we are not free. And the only freedom that we have is in the mind. And so that's mm-hmm. what we need to, that's what we need to really consider is what am, where am I at one in life? Where am I at one with my practice? Even if I'm meditating or even if I'm practicing, like Chris is the doing something to somebody, being gratuitous and, and, and connecting with them. Are we truly making that part of us? Are we truly making that practice at one with us? Because only then will we be able to take the sword and cut straight through without even thinking. We don't want to think because if we think, it means there's an opportunity to make a mistake. There's an opportunity to err. But when we know things... When we're at one with it, we flow with the rhythm of nature. And there's no way that the rhythm in nature can can destroy us when we're at one with it because we just flow with it. That's what I think that we need to do. And I still I'm still working on that myself.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: We all we all have our up 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 days, we all have our down days. But I would rather not burn myself out. And when I decide to to become more aware of it, I want to think more about my practice. I want to think about that night. I want to think about that teacher that Gandalf that wizard whatever it is whatever you aspire to and to ask for help so that I can be better and become one with my practice and anything that I do then that means that I have no distance from my family I have no distance from what I what I aspire to do and I have no distance from anything I'm interconnected with everything which means that I flow and when I'm in that flow state how can I do anything wrong because there's no such thing it doesn't exist it's an illusion.
0: It is. It is. And what I love what you're talking about is the difference between really like self-love and mm-hmm. then the the misnomer of being selfish. And when you think about it, like you said, Walt, right. a yeah. lot of what it is that we're dealing with is, is the childhood conditioning that came about. Like, you know, stop being so selfish, you know, stop being all focused on yourself. You know, there's other people in the world. There's all, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, it's bad to take care of myself. Oh, I got to take care exactly. of everybody else, make sure everybody else is happy you know, a lot of that has to go into the way we talk to ourselves, right. And the yep. language that we use on ourselves, mm-hmm. what recommendation do you guys have for people to switch that, that, that self talk? Because so oftentimes I find, and I'm sure you guys find the same thing that that's the biggest hurdle to overcome is that one thing they gets sit there, Oh, I'm going to be this and I'm going to do this. But that negative self-talk that's going on in that cycle of insanity within their own brains, how can we get them to break that and start talking nicer to themselves and actually believing it and knowing that they're worthy of it. And I think that's the bigger question is that worthiness I've found in, in a lot of situations and that's something I struggle with too, that I deal with, I don't struggle with it, but I deal with is that worthiness factor that's based on my childhood conditioning yeah. and my beliefs. Let's uh, let's dig into that a little bit.
1: I don't think you can do it unless you become aware of it. You can't, yeah. it, it, everything boils down to self-awareness. There's, there's no, unless I know that I'm having negative self-talk, I, I can't change it. Unless that I become aware that my mind is moving into the negative, I will never change it. And in, in order to change anything, there has to be an awareness before, it, before anything. We can't take action on awareness. On, we can only take action when we have the awareness. If we don't have the awareness, there's no, there's no action to take because it's just an ether and we're blinded to it. So in order, you know, for, for me, in order to change anything, to transform anything, I have to work on awareness. I have to become more aware. Mm-hmm. And that starts with me that starts with being self-aware. Yeah, Not aware that I'm just in this moment. Not aware that I'm just sitting in a But I have to be aware of what's inside. Like Walt, you know, Walt said earlier, it starts within, right? Mm-hmm. So we, we'll never change anything in our mind. We'll never change any negative self-talk. We'll never change our behavior unless we become aware of what it is that makes us uncomfortable, scared, frightened, whatever, disillusioned. And anxious, we, the only way that we can deal with it is to become aware of it then, right. then once the, that's the thing, once we become aware, we've got all the power, we've got it, yeah. we, we've just become aware, then we move into the choice greatest mm-hmm. gift that we've got is choice I choose to change this, I choose to take another action I choose to take another direction, awareness and choice
2: I I love that. I want to dovetail off that a little bit because I wrote some notes and and I mean all of us have very Sorry similar there, you. You thought process. They be talking uh, about
1: this in his podcast next week. I was
2: drawing happy faces. Uh, no, <laughs> so, <laughs> I think I my my wife and I talk about self awareness a lot, and I know the two of you guys do too. Self awareness is is probably the most underrated life skill mm-hmm. that we talk about. I mean, we talk about yeah. emotional intelligence, self awareness more than ever. Yeah. Yep. In, in my adult life that I've seen, but it's still such an underrated element of just capitalizing on our potential as human beings. Mm-hmm. I, I think we need to ask ourselves, We need to be real with ourselves in the moment
0: mm-hmm. there. I had Honestly. all the
2: negative programming stuff too. Ultimately I had to choose my heart in life. And Jock, you just talked about the choice. Mm. There's going to be challenges in your life. Choose your heart. You have the choice on whether or not you continue to run from traumas, run from pain, go to the bottle, go to narcotics, go to relationships, go to buy things um, to try to fill this negative void you have that only you can fill by loving yourself, to not work on reaching out to somebody, getting support, getting therapy, getting counseling, whatever that is for you to be the best version of yourself so you stop living at a fraction of your potential and start maximizing your potential and elevating your potential over time. Or we have a choice to say, I'm going to lean into all these things. I'm going to lean into this pain, turn mm-hmm. it into purpose, turn it into triumph. I'm going to lean into this season that I'm in right now that says, this is really hard. Like I'm struggling to just pay my damn rent. Okay, what can I take away from this? What, how can I elevate where I'm going? How can I step, take steps today to make a better tomorrow? Because on the other side of choosing that hard is light and abundance and success. It's going to be hard either way. The output of the hard is quiet desperation and a life full of regret or it's success, abundance, growth, and finding your experiences actually are born to help other people overcome theirs, not just to help you overcome it. And I do these – you know I talk a lot in my talks, and it was really cool to see at the teen centers – I mean adults' reactions too, but the teen centers, it was almost like they never thought of it this way. I said, you're going to ask yourself two words for the rest of your life. Every time there comes to a point of decision, I don't care what the decision is, it could be, do I want the soda? Or it could be, um, you know, do I want to go eat out? Or it could be, am I going to face this trauma that I've been running for my whole life? Turn around, knock it over and start looking out the windshield instead of the rearview mirror. You're going to ask, what if those two words are going to define your life based upon how you ask them? Yeah. But most people Mm -hmm. do what societal programming does, what childhood programming does Everybody asks what if and immediately thinks the negative. And I I catch myself doing this now and I teach it and I I just catch it and I'm out, right? Self awareness, choose the other way and and I'm going. One side of this path, you ask the what if and think of all the negative things that can happen. You don't take action. You don't get results in your life. You don't have belief that if you continue to take action, that you're going to get the results ultimately that you want. You get in this really negative spin cycle mm. and ultimately it leaves you just living at a fraction of who you are and it does literally lead to quiet desperation where you feel mm-hmm. everything happens to you versus for you and it's everybody exactly. and then it's like easy to like pass mm-hmm. accountability off where mm-hmm. none of it's my fault. It's all bullshit. It's it's my bad. It's bad luck. It's my childhood. It's this. It's 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 my wife left me. It's my husband left me. It's you know, it's all these things that You have put yourself in a situation because you continue to choose a hard ass negative, What if, or you have a choice. Sit up, take a breath and say, you know what? What if I leave my corporate job and I actually get to live in my purpose Mm. and create a lifestyle by design where I go serve humanity and I can take care of my family? Is it scary? Hell yeah. Is there times when like. Man, I, got, I hope I can create some consistency so we can pay bills three months from now. It, it, do you have the doubt? Do you have the angst? Do you have the, the days where you got to recalibrate your mind to get back in gratitude versus staying, staying in the next? Yes. But let me tell you what happens when you can ask what if, and you think of these possibilities. And you're, and you're not just dreaming. It's like tangible possibilities. Mm. And you take that action. You're going to get results. It's never a failure. It's always a lesson. So even if you don't get the result you want, because you stripped away expectations, like we talked about, Mm. you're going to get results. You're going to move the needle. You're going to learn valuable lessons along the way, which allows you to pivot and adjust, or you're going to start winning sometimes right off the first decision that you make. You're going to take the action. Your belief is going to increase. You're like, holy shit. I just took some action and I got like, that was good. Mm like, or man, I just learned a really valuable lesson from that. Let me, maybe I don't want to do that. Let me do something else over here. You're going to learn something you can take and utilize to move yourself forward. And man, when you could do that action results belief, and and then it's like perpetuates and it's faster and faster and faster and faster and faster. And and then you don't even think about, I don't even think about the negative shit that can happen when I make a decision. Because my mind is on what if, I know, but looking at my life resume, every time I've asked the damn question that way and I move forward, I might not have got what I wanted the first time. Ultimately, I get what I hoped for. And most of the time, it's better than I ever dreamt it could have been by continuing to take that action and adjust along the way. You live a life of success and light and abundance. And not only that, for you and your family and your legacy and changing all that, you start to change the people around you you start to really live in your purpose in a different way. Mm. And there's a happiness that comes with doing that and being in service that you just can't get anywhere else. So for me, that that's what I think of when I think about thinking differently and the mindset around that, that everybody really needs to have to truly live at the highest possible level that they can.
0: Mm. Bang on, Mr. Walt McKinley. Up. What'd you think what about it, is- I heard I heard you, heard you uh, uh, agreeing on there.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, you know, challenge a little bit. Let's go a little bit deeper. What if we change the what if? What if we don't ask what if? What if we turn around and say, I will? Because will comes from a divine power. I will do something. I will. Because if I say what if, there's always that possibility that what if I don't? What if I do? what if what if we change the what if what if we say i will because i will with my own will my divine will my purpose the spirit that is in me i will it to happen i will myself to get out of this i will myself for transformation maybe okay, we should so, so think counter of
2: that counter to that i feel you i feel what you're saying because i say i will and you know you just be coming up with stuff contrary just to bring it up <laughs> i mean, you talk about that all the time <laughs> so is the contrary I feel, here's here's what i really feel though you don't believe you will from the jump to me the what if catapults or what if dreams or what if conceptualizes as you build your belief you know you will as you build results you know you will but more importantly you know you can and I, I just, there's so many people who look at what, what's right in front of them. They don't look at their life resume and realize like, every time I took a chance, 99 times out of hundred, it's been amazing. Or mm. I've, or did I learn something in the moment? Because exactly. if you didn't and you think, and you think, well, I tried that and it didn't work. Did you, did you,
0: yeah. did you, really
2: you know, did you, what did you learn from it and where did you adjust and how are you doing it different now? Well, I just didn't do it anymore. Oh, so mm-hmm. you actually didn't learn anything. Yeah, so I think the will and the belief in the will more importantly comes from starting with the what if for me
1: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bat it back
0: <laughs> we got <laughs> a game ladies and gentlemen and Chris, no, by the way we're going to jump this, in right.
1: at any point <laughs> <laughs> alright I get it I see where you're coming from I accept it but when I believe something there's room for interpretation so if I believe in it I'm, al- I'm almost believing in a perception of something else but if I know it and I will it, there is, no, there is no gray area. There's no separation. Because if I know it, that comes from the highest forces. Of this, high, highest, that's divinity. That's I know something. If I will something, it's part of my knowing. If I believe in it, there's still room for interpretation. And there's still room for doubt. So I would say, I do not believe. I know and I will. So change your what if to I will and certain. i know
2: okay fair it back so, so so you know you know how i say i will i'm about to do that shit. that's, <laughs> that's my way of saying i will like this, this about to happen i promise you that <laughs> this,
0: shit,
1: <laughs> this shit going down <laughs>
0: it will happen Uh, happen. i love love it it. i love it guys (laughs) you guys are amazing man we've already been going for 54 minutes i can't even believe it i want to go for another two hours because i love 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 talking to you guys um i believe we packed a lot into a small amount of time and uh just final words and thoughts from each of you and where people can get a hold of you uh on social media jock you go ahead first
1: Okay, you can get me at 21v.org, you can listen to my podcast at 21 Virtues, and you can connect with me on Instagram at Job Brokers. And the one thing that I'll say to take away from this is start everything from the seed of the, div- the divine purpose within you, to to know who you are in the grand scheme of things. And as you know who, as you know what you become and you know who you are, life will change for you. And remember that life continues whether you like it or not. And life is what you put into it. Really what you put into yourself, not anybody else. The greatest gift that you can give is the gift of service. Don't think about yourself, think about others. And if you really want to feel what happiness feels like, then look at the happiness in others. Or look for the happiness in others, not inside of yourself. That's what I would say.
0: Damn, Mr. Jock Brocus, ladies and gentlemen. If you, li- last. Li- <laughs> living, uh, if you guys are listening on the podcast, that is www.21v.org. 21v as a victor.org. Make sure you get in touch with this guy. He's got brilliant books. He's a brilliant person. Uh, thank you, Jock, for that. Mr. McKinley. Final thoughts and words and where people can get a hold of you.
2: you, It's easy. Just get a hold of me at waltmckinley.com. All my social media stuff is on there. Or you can go listen to my wife and I on our podcast where you get the feminine and masculine views on how to be the best version of yourself and change your legacy. And not only your legacy, but the generational legacies in your family um, by going to Legacy Warrior Podcast. You'll see a picture of this shirt and a picture of yellow one of my wife. So we're hard to miss. And that's on every major platform. You know, I think, like Jock said, life's going to continue to happen. You have an opportunity. There's nothing special about any of the three of us that are on here, other than the fact that we made some choices to really lean into our life and be the best versions of ourselves. And sometimes we come up amazingly on that. And sometimes we come up a little short, we learn the lesson and power through until the next time you have an opportunity right now with one choice to change the trajectory of your life, with one choice to elevate the trajectory of your life. Choose your heart. You're going to make the choice. Just make the choice that leads you to the light, abundance, and success and allows you to live a life of authenticity where you can really experience everything this world and the next has to offer. Chris, thanks for having us on, brother. I love you, man. Uh, uh, I just appreciate you so much for just sharing the space with us.
0: Well, you guys are my brothers and I mean that from all the bottom of my heart. So you guys are both welcome. Thank you for both being here. I'm going to put you guys backstage. I'm going to end out the show, but don't go anywhere because I want to still talk to you guys for a second. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. There you go. Ladies and gentlemen, 58 minutes of pure goodness, greatness. Now what's the deal? Now we talked about this in the show. We can lead a, we can lead a man to knowledge, but can we make him think? So in this broadcast, you have had several, several amazing tips that you can apply in your life starting right now. So what I encourage you to do, take out pen and paper and write those things down and sit there and say, Hey, maybe I'm going to do the tolerations, thing that Chris was talking about. Maybe I'm going to do the gratitude thing. Maybe I'm going to be the, do the intentionality thing. Maybe I'm going to sit there and figure out what my values are. Have you sat down and really thought about your values? What do you value the most? Do you value honesty? If you value honesty as one of your top values, you got to ask yourself, am I being honest? Am I being honest with myself? Am I being truthful with myself? When I ask myself the question, am I happy? Yes or no. Am I being honest with myself? Am I happy in my marriage? Yes or no. Am I happy in my job? Yes or no. Am I happy with the way I look? Yes or no. If the answer is no, it can't be in the middle. The answer is no. Guess what? You have to take action on that. You have to sit there and say, what are three things that I can start doing by which doing them will change what it is that I'm unhappy about. But so oftentimes we look for band-aids. We look for the Netflix, the shopping, like Walt talked about the short-term gratification. Well, guess what, ladies and gentlemen, the only last short term. And then what ultimately happens is you hit crash. And then you have to have this awakening to sit there and say, Oh my God, now I get it. We're trying to get you to get it before you had that crash. So take this to heart, go back and watch it again. Share the show out. Let us know what we can do. And as always, I told you guys at the beginning of the show, it's just you and me kid.com. It's just you and me kid.com. Get on there, get the book. It's coming out this fall. I love and appreciate you guys. We'll be back here next next Tuesday night on the uh, uh Ron and scripted Show. And let's see, who do we have next week? Who do we have next week? Can we tell you that? Can we tell you that? Who do we have next week? We have uh, da, 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 da. oops, oops, we have a special guest. So we'll see you here on next time on The Ron Scripted Show. Love you guys. Peace.